this is True Consequences, a true crime and mystery podcast with stories based in New Mexico in the American Desert Southwest. Welcome back to True Consequences. I'm your host, Eric Carter-Landin. Today we are diving into the mystery side of New Mexico. As you may know, True Consequences is a true crime and mystery podcast. Today we're going to be speaking with Josh Brinkley and Daniel Lucero, two bow hunters who got more than they bargained for when they decided to go hunting for elk near the Taos Gorge. Let's listen now to Josh talk about what happened on the Taos Mesa. Opening day for our elk hunt was September 1st. So we got up there a couple days prior, did some scouting. I've hunted up there for about 15 years. It's the first time Daniel's ever elk hunted, so. Opening morning came, we started walking up the mountain. He sat down on a spot, kind of overlooking a meadow. And I kept going about another half hour. And uh, we waited in these spots for quite a while. The sun came up, no elk, no elk, no elk. Probably was about 9.30 or 10. I get restless, I can't sit there forever. I, I know the mountain well, so I started walking around. I wasn't too far from the top. So I walk up to the top, and there's a little caldera out there. And uh, I'd say it's probably 75 yards wide, 50 yards wide, something like that. It's not very big. And as I was getting to the edge of it, I'm walking down this little, uh, kind of a couple boulders, kind of jumping down these rocks, kind of just some flat, getting near the edge of this caldera. And I look and I notice two, what I think are hunters, what... Josh decides to go hiking and scouting for elk. He stumbles upon a caldera, and as he walks around, he sees what he assumes are two hunters. However, the truth of what he sees is still baffling to him. Listen now as he describes these two beings. Usually we see people before they see us, I guess. I don't know, or me, anyway. So, anyway, I see him to the left, and I'm, I'm kind of still walking. I think I raised my left hand to kind of maybe wave, like, oh, hey, what's going on? And, you know, I'm studying him for maybe 10, 15 seconds. Um, and they're just not looking right. You know, they're not looking. I can't tell if I'm looking at the back of some hunters uh, or if they're looking at me or or if they're facing me or have their backs to me. I couldn't figure that out. But they look way too tall and their heads look way too big. I, 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 my mind started justifying it like they had hoods on or something. So it was making it look really big. Um, it looked kind of bigger than that though. Um, they were identical. Could you make out any detail? The only details I could see were like a cat. The black torsos, black shoulders, kind of you know, maybe some skinnier arms coming down. Um, in the middle of their chest, it was like a cat eye or you know the oval, the cat eye shape, kind of a silver shape that covered maybe the most of the height of their chest or back, whichever one it would be, um, on both of them. On their heads, on the right, I could see kind of a half moon shape, kind of a slender half moon that was all black on, on both of them. On the left, it was all kind of a silver or metallic on. It was like this on both of them. Like they had identical rain jackets or with monster 
hoods or something. Um, uh, compared to the bushes, they seem to be give or take, you know, like seven feet tall, I'd say. So I was walking down, you know, I took my eyes off them for five seconds as I'm kind of jumping down these rocks. I look back and they're still there. They're still there. So I looked at them for maybe 15, 20 more seconds, studying them. Uh, same deal, I can't really, in the middle it's kind of gray where their faces would be. Um, it just looked really, really weird. Uh, they were barely, they weren't really moving. It seemed like I could, like maybe they were kind of swaying back and forth or not, I don't know. It didn't look like they were standing perfectly still, but pretty much. I went around this bush, so I took my eyes off them for another five seconds or so. Looked and they were gone. They were gone, so. I don't know if I was thinking I'd talk to him or what, but I kind of doubled back, just went around the bushes that were in between yeah. myself and them. And uh, there's just a field there. Um, there's nowhere they could have really gone that fast to get away. No sign of them. Um, that kind of weirded me out. Um, <clears throat> didn't know what to think. Uh, so I wasn't really super weirded out yet though. Um, I didn't know I wasn't, you know, you don't think aliens or spacemen. Yeah, you were still thinking maybe hunters, maybe something else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was, you know, I was still thinking hunters, and I don't know why I saw them the way I did. Right. Um, what, you know. After his very strange encounter with the two beings in the caldera, Josh is obviously shaken. He decides to head back to camp to tell Daniel everything he saw. I kind of beelined it straight back down to Daniel. Uh, it took me about 25 minutes to walk straight down to him. Told him why I thought we weren't seeing any elk because there was a couple of hunters on the top. We were kind of looking in their direction. So we figured we'd go back to camp, um, kind of plan for either the evening hunt or the next day or something. Um, we hadn't really seen any sign. So anyway, we headed back to camp, goofed off for a while talked about what we should do. I remember later on that evening finally telling Daniel, kind of confessing in a way, like, hey, I got, I got, you know, I know it's gonna sound weird, but what I saw didn't really look like hunters. We knew the guys camping to the north of us, and it was, I had talked to them briefly. One was a little old man, his, what I thought was his son. I could be wrong, but I thought they were father-son. His son was huge, and he was a little guy. But at this point, I'm not super tripping out, you know, just like, well, that was kind of weird. Uh, anyway, I told Daniel, you know, <clears throat> what I, you know, I don't think I saw hunters. They kind of look like spacemen or something. <laughs> you know, right? And so we're like kind of laughing it off and I described them just like I described to you. Both Josh and Daniel consider themselves to be realists. In fact, Neither of them have ever experienced anything that is supernatural or otherworldly prior to this encounter. They both stated that they consider themselves to be skeptics, or as Josh put it, a see it to believe it kind of guy. Listen as they both describe this. You don't know how to, I'm, I'm such a realist, you know, in real life, you know? Again, I've, I haven't, I have been saying, you know, we're a couple guys that don't believe in much and, and really I haven't been exposed to much. I haven't witnessed any weird things before, uh, you know, like that. Um, I've heard a lot of stories and I think it's all pretty fascinating and 
I was kind of always that guy that would seem like if anyone was gonna be involved in something, it'd be me. But yeah, yeah, I'm definitely a see it to believe it type of guy. Sure. I don't know, uh, Daniel's pretty much like that too, I think. I don't know if it was aliens or a government experiment or anything like that. I've been getting so much feedback on people trying to tell me what they think it is. And I don't know what it is. All I do know is I would like to know. Yeah. Uh, it's like I, I'm the kind of person I need somebody to be like, all right, this is what you saw and this is what it did. So I quit asking myself, did that? When Daniel said that thing just, that thing just on disappeared us. on us, what he's referring to is an object that both Josh and Daniel found when they were driving around trying to understand what happened the day before. Listen now as they get into the details of what actually disappeared right in front of their eyes. The next morning, you know, we decided to do another kind of a, a four or five mile loop on a different part of the mountain. Maybe see if the elk were over there. So we got up early, did a huge loop um, all morning, most of, the, most of the afternoon. Did a huge loop covered miles and a huge chunk of the mountain. Didn't see one sign. Got back to the Jeep about 2.30, I'd say. Um, I thought, let's go over to the northeast side of the mountain. There was a forest fire there many years ago, so it's kind of half grown back. So that's uh, always been known to be a good area. Um, it's always been known to be kind of a popular hunting area though, so I haven't really hunted on that side much. So we're driving around. Um, it's about a five mile drive, I'd say, from camp to this burn area. And uh, I'd say we get about half a mile from camp and we look and in front of us is this what I thought was like a catering tent or like the movies base camp uh, I'm still in the movie union so that's what hit me right away like oh you know we have a the big catering tents they're big white tents as we got a little closer I started thinking what was the, are the movies here making some sort of spaceship are they building a spaceship we're driving towards it we're we're watching it. it it seems to be like 50 or 60 feet tall um give or take like 250 feet wide or long on the right side of it you know it'd be like looking at an f-16 here's how i've been describing it like if you were to look at an f-16 broadside you'd see like the tail fin on the right if it was looking to the left and then the tail would come down and then you'd see the long missile shape coming out to the left. That's kind of how it was. Had a little black thing on the top, kind of on the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the closer we got to it, the bigger it, it, we started realizing that it was. But you know, at first you're, you're just wondering like, what's going on? Like who just built this huge thing in the middle of this field? And so you're kind of driving wondering, you know, all right, I can't wait to get up to it. I'm gonna see what the heck this thing is. We had been hunting, so my phone and everything's in my pack, you know, we're all, it's in a Ziploc bag off, you know, it's, I kind of use my cell phone, like never while I'm hunting, but I just have it in case, you know, emergencies. But you're just not thinking, like, hey, I gotta film this. Because it just looked man-made, it, it just looked like a big old building. And you know, we were kind of, it's, it's a flat field up above that Taos Mesa. And once you get a little north of that, there's these sporadic mountains, but it's still a flat kind of field in between all of them. And uh, they, they aren't rolling. They're not really tall enough to be rolling, but you do kind of, you know, 
weave in and out, kind of twisting and turning. So we were kind of not losing sight of it, but like waves, you know, you'd see it kind of get smaller and then we'd get up the hill a little bit and you'd see it more. So we were cruising at it. You know, we were able to see it from not too many different angles, but definitely for a while and in the sunlight, you know, it was about 3 p.m. at that point. Um, we get to where we're probably, what, an eighth of a mile from it or maybe a little mm -hmm. more? Maybe less than a quarter mile, I'd say. A little less than a quarter mile, yeah. 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 It was, uh, we lost sight of it in the small dip that curved to where we'd be facing it. Uh, we'd be forward. That's when, that's when it just vanished and we started thinking, is it on the other side of that hill? Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we took a dip. We probably, I'd say three seconds, we didn't see it. Came up, it was gone. Um, I was able to see, there's a little rock spine of a hill that was directly behind it. So as far as like things to, you know, Reference. some reference points I was able to see at least how far that it wasn't you know it could only have been so far so um, you know like after all this we did walk around the field look for the tracks look for any sign look for this look for that didn't find much although I feel like we kind of needed more people to c cover the ground mm -hmm. that, uh, I think we were probably maybe a quarter mile by a quarter mile square kind of that kind of vicinity, you know. It's um, not small. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but but still, yeah, I don't know. We area. covered some ground. We definitely spent some hours looking <coughs> for anything. So I mean, we would have, you know. I, I thought it was that new paint that you can like push a button and, and it, your car can your Ferrari can change color all of a sudden. I figured it was something like that. Um, but the thing was, it, like he was saying earlier, it, it was the size of a school. I mean, yeah. I then asked Josh and Daniel what they said to each other, and how they reacted after what they just witnessed. Uh, we were both kind of quiet, <laughs> trying to trying to puzzle this together. We're some figure it out kind of guys, so we'll sit there and use all the brain power we got yeah. to get our answer. And nope, nothing. We've asked, we asked each other a couple questions, like, did you see dust or... Did you see anybody driving or anything? And, and there was nothing we can come up with. For the longest time, we we would just, there would be that quiet, those increments. And then we'd look at each other and just, did that really happen? Mm -hmm. It's just not registering. Uh, it's kind of like, I, all right, this will be the first. This is an exclusive. Here's how I'm going to start describing it. Here's my new one. It kind of feels like a death in the family, like a one you don't expect. It's like, you're like, you're just not going to get, there's no satisfaction. You're not going to, like Danny was saying, you know, I wish someone would just say, hey, here's how it is. You know, either mm -hmm. some extraterrestrial representative sure. or... Like, you know, or a government official saying, all right, guys, let me tell you what, you know, it's, there's, it's not going to happen. So it's like a death in the family. That's how I feel. You know, it's just, I, I don't know. If I do want the answer, but I haven't started asking for answers or begging for answers. 
just yeah, I don't feel like it's gonna happen. Um, so, what do you do? We continue our mission and go to that area where the burn was and look for elk still, or do you just dedicate your life to combing that field in search of like evidence for, for you know, mankind purposes? <laughs> you know. I think we started talking about what to do right away. Um, it did take us a few days to report it. Mm -hmm. um, for one, you know, we, I had a lot invested in my elk hunt. You know, I have a small business, but I can only get away for so long. Yeah, I mean, we did head up the mountain and, and look around, but we just couldn't stop looking at each other like, whoa, what the... You just continuously ask yourself, if, if did that really... I'm still doing it. Did that really happen? You know, it's... It seems fake by now. A little bit of time has gone by, and it's just not seeming as real, kind of. Even though it, it, it was and is. Um, so, it, it's, it's, it's like a death in the family. <laughs> That's my new one. So, it is. You're, so, tell me about that. So, I, I get the shock part of it. Yeah, you just know there's no sad. You're not going to get any satisfaction. You're never That answer you're never going to get, that person you're never going to get back. But it was big like that. Mm -hmm. That you know, something that size does not just cloak on you and, or vanish or become invisible or what, unless it's super high tech. You know, which is cool. I'm all about it. It's It was huge like that. So, not knowing it hurts my brain. Yeah, I I, I still don't believe it, and I saw it. I, like I said earlier, I, I'd been hunting there for about 15 years, so I know the terrain, I know the area. Um, at first, I remembered maybe 10 or 12 years ago, I saw maybe some people who just bought some property out there or some ranch lease guys, some cattle ranchers. Maybe they were setting up some sort of sprinkler system or building tanks. They kind of had a little operation going on, but it consisted of about six pickup trucks, four or five trailers. Uh, definitely wasn't a few hundred feet long and 60 feet tall and disappearing or anything. Thanks for listening to True Consequences. We hope you enjoyed the story of Josh Brinkley and Daniel Lucero. We appreciate all of our listeners and we are listener supported. So if you'd like to support our efforts, please go to our Patreon page. There are different levels of support and we sure would appreciate anything that you could give. If you'd like more information, you can go to trueconsequences.com, where we will have show notes as well as some images from today's episode. Thanks again for listening, and stay safe, New Mexico. Thank you for listening to True Consequences. For more information about what you heard today, go to trueconsequences.com. If you like our show, please rate, subscribe, and review. We appreciate you taking the time to listen. You can also find us on Instagram at True Consequences Pod, as well as Twitter and Facebook. True Consequences is written, produced, edited, and created by me, Eric Carter Lundin, your host. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>